0: Missouri, this is the Hot Corner with your hosts, Patrick Harrion, Michael Imami, and Logan Franz. One hour of nonstop sports starts right now.
1: And good morning, Columbia. Welcome to another edition of the Hot Corner. I'm your host, Patrick Harrion. Alongside me is Michael Imami and Logan It's 8 a.m. November 18th, the year of our Lord, 2021, two school days before the great thing that is known as Thanksgiving break. So, gentlemen, I have to ask the most important question, Thanksgiving break,
0: what is the best Thanksgiving side? I got to ask you this, um, I'm going to have to go with the side of sweet potato pie. Sweet potato which... pie is is a... Is it's not a side. You know, I don't want to do this on the air. No, no, no. I, I want to do this. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't think know where you We you're need, to, we sweet need to break this down. As a side. We it need is clearly a dessert. Yes. No, no, no. You, you two are some fools, man. You two are some fools. You, you don't, you don't feel the Midwest and the South. What do you, what in do the you sweet mean? Pie Wh- what South.
1: do you mean we don't feel the Midwest? Because
0: if you were from the Midwest, we are from the Midwest, which you are not. Because clearly, if you were, you would say sweet potato pie is a side.
2: Can I note something? you guys are
0: from the north, so y'all aren't going to be saying that. I've never pie. had sweet potato pie. I, I, you can I have Giannis.
1: been to three different Thanksgiving
0: oh, yeah, yeah. in my life. Now, yeah. this is
1: uh, yearly. I used to go to my grandma's house and my Theta's house, which was my, my mom's mom, grandma. We call her Theta and it's sweet. what's what it was. So I went to both of their houses pretty much every Thanksgiving. Yeah. I had not seen once sweet potato pie as a side... At all.
0: Never. Okay, well, what I'm hearing is is that we a lot of that was
1: Thanksgiving dinner.
0: in your family. A lot of that was in your family. So that doesn't count technically when you say three different dinners because that was all technically within your family. But it's still I'm three different about, dinners. That's true, but it's still technically within your family. It's Families, still different
2: dinners. People they different are different hosts. dinners,
0: but they're different hosts. But Okay, well, then I've had four different dinners, in which case that were in my family that involves sweet potato pie being a side. So, we want to go ahead and play that game. I'd be more than happy to get into this uh and and take the entire show up on this because I'm very <laughs> passionate about sweet potato pie being the side that it is. Got those marshmallows, the yams. Oh yeah, you know it. Here it is. That's according according to Wikipedia. W- Wikipedia is sweet potato proven.
1: pie is a traditional dessert proven that it is Originating based in the on southern United, United States and among the African fact. American community, there it is. Not fact.
0: Dessert. End of discussion. Wikipedia can lie, I've, folks. Uh,
1: I've got to go with
0: kids. The if you judiciary. are using Wikipedia as a source, do not. Mute it is not mute mute
2: necessarily. Oh, you're just trying to mute I'm, my I'm voice letting them, because I'm letting
0: you guys go. Freedom of speech in the United States of America. Okay, I'm telling you.
2: Although, can I? Can I? I m- am
0: standing on my pedestal right now, and I am saying sweet potato pie is a side.
2: I would like to note, I have not gotten to answer this question yet. If I could answer it. Yes, sir. I would have to say it's either stuffing or mashed potatoes. Maybe both are basic, but I do like both sides quite a bit. I,
1: I've, I've got to go with
0: the tried and true mashed potatoes. And folks, Patrick is is, uh, you know, is is a little bit self-conscious about this, but I will say, he made an excellent dinner, folks, this past week. He we did. I, did mm. I do hate his guts for his opinion, but I will give him this. <laughs> Uh, the turkey folks and for all you people out there who are into you know cooking and recipes and all that this guy sitting across from me right here in this white shirt is a phenomenal cook did an absolutely fantastic yeah, job. I, I, I did
1: a little with thing the dinner. I a little thing on Sunday where I made Thanksgiving dinner for our friends, yes, roommates. It's because, you know, I would have done it this weekend, but we're all going to be gone, and I'm going to be gone, most importantly, because none of you guys know how to cook a turkey. We don't. So, I did it on Sunday. It was a nice little thing. We had a bunch of sides and all, and, you know, mashed potatoes, still my favorite. They're the greatest side ever. Now...
2: Sweet potato pie was not included. Sweet potato pie was not included. Was not included. Not
1: even on the dessert table, so... Mm
0: -hmm. No, it wasn't. (laughs) They'll have a Toll House cookie pie and a delicious cake made by uh, Patrick's girlfriend as well, which is fantastic, Um, all around an excellent feast that we had. And we ate good. We ate like kings last week, and uh, we look to be doing the same this upcoming week. But I'll tell you what, that was a phenomenal idea, courtesy of Patrick. Um, And, folks, I I just certainly hope that, you know, we inspire you to have your own little Thanksgiving meal before the big feast happens, because uh, I'll tell you what, it was a lot of fun with that Sunday night game on. Yeah. That big old Sunday night game. (laughs) You know?
1: No, 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 the real question is, Who's going to be feasting this Saturday in college football? Oh, we're, we're taking a college football turn. Will Mizzou beat Florida? That's the big question. Even though like it's not an important game. Now it is an important game for Missouri, as they're, you know, a couple wins away from making a bowl game. I believe it's might be both
2: teams are one game away from Bowl. Yeah, one a bowl one game, game away so from making a bowl game. Either team that wins this game, they will have um they will secure their spot in the bowl you game. You know,
1: funny story, if Missouri wins on Saturday We'll have a Florida, uh, a I think it's Florida State, Florida or Florida, my Mi- Florida, Florida Miami, one of the two, right? It Might be Florida, Florida State, a battle for a bowl eligible team. Never
0: thought I'd ever say those words, huh? Yeah, imagine
2: that. That's um, that's very intriguing. Very it's been a intriguing. long time
0: coming. Been a long time coming. I just think that. Missouri and folks, by the way, myself and Ben Greenberger on the call on Saturday. Shout out! Shout out! Shout 100. out! Shams shout Club. out! 3 p.m. on Saturday. Be there or be square. Um, but you know, it, it's it's an interesting game. I, I think personally, when you look at Florida's defense right now, particularly with their run defense, it's 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 been a disaster. Emory Jones has been a terrific quarterback. However, you look at his game against Samford, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Samford
1: clear. Clear thing here, that is Samford, FCS
0: Samford. Yes, not Stanford, folks. Samford, the Bulldogs. Um, But allowing 50-plus points to a team like that uh, is disastrous. Now, they did put up 70, but I will tell you, uh, Missouri has their work cut out for them uh, defensively. They will have to be able to contain Florida on the ground, which should be interesting. And I know that secondary definitely needs some work. I don't know where this game is going to go. Florida, to me, has definitely taken a nosedive uh, in terms of their performance from the beginning of the season, we remember they were, you know, we, a lot of people were saying they were a top 10 team. And, you know, the end of the year has come by, and now they're looking at the same record that Mizzou has. So it's been um, a bit of a humbling experience for them in the world's largest cocktail party, which I still think is hilarious. Greatest name
1: ever. They had to get rid of the name because of a lot of drunk people fighting. Yes. And also they wanted to say, we do not condone drinking. <laughs> it's college.
0: It's yeah. College,
1: folks. I, anyway, anyway, I'm I not going to go down that slope. Yeah. I'm not going down there.
2: So after giving up 52 points to Samford, I think Florida's defense is up for some positive aggression. I don't think they're going to give give up as many points to Missouri. I think that defense is going to, you know, it's just the matter of a numbers game. Essentially, it's going to be, it's going to regress positively. You would think when
1: when, when, I, when I look at Florida, I just look at a team that's just disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like I. I I'm not going to sit here and say I expect them to be world beaters, but I expect them to be at least
2: in the top 25. Over
1: 500. Over 500. That's, that's, it's not that hard.
2: Yeah. You well, know? and for a team that's been kind of a mainstay in the top 25 for a few years, you expect that to continue, and they just haven't played up to the caliber that they should. I mean, if you're giving up 52 points to an FCS school, there's a problem. What's the thing is, I don't want to say I saw this
1: coming, but on the bull, and in, in the bull, bull uh, Full season last year, Florida lost, and the great Dan Mullen was out here saying, "We did not have our entire team there, and they lost." And I was like, "You know what? That's an excusable one." So you're saying our loss is because our good players weren't there? Yeah, we're Florida. To- you're Florida.
2: Come on. Well, yeah, you have one. I think there's a difference when you have one week to prepare versus a whole off season to prepare for you know new starters, new faces, that whole deal. You know what I mean? Dan Mullen and you know,
0: Vanderbilt, which I found interesting, they beat Vanderbilt forty-two to nothing. He went for an interview. At halftime, on the sideline, and the reporter was asking him, uh, "How is your run defense so far in this game?" And Mullen was just filled with those one-word answers. He goes, "Awful, terrible." They were winning like twenty-one nothing, and Vanderbilt had, you know, like thirty yards on the ground the entire game at that point. And he was basically just ripping into this reporter for asking her questions. You can tell the man has been frustrated with his team, you know, and it's it's a tough situation. And I know Patrick, you know had brought up the lack of, you know, talent not being there last year. Dan Mullen and his recruiting has been pretty solid to this point, I will say, over over his tenure as a, as a head coach. I think the main deal is, is that it's been a key problem for him in keeping his guys healthy. These guys lack durability. We had a quarterback issue with Emory Jones. He didn't know who the starter was going to be. So that, to me, I think is the biggest issue that he needs to work out is he needs to figure out who the hell am I going to start and who the hell is going to play. And when you have that issue as a head coach, it's a tough spot to be in because you don't know. You just don't know anything. You have no identity, and when you lack identity, you can't perform. And so that's the that the Florida's in an identity crisis. It's like, okay, we were good. We thought we were good, and then we took a nosedive, and then our confidence went down with it. And then some guys got hurt, and we can't seem to figure things out, and we're getting frustrated. And when you're on that pathway, it's really tough to get back on track, and that's why they're looking at a 500-team right now.
1: We're going to go around the table here before we break down the college football rankings, which is going to be an interesting conversation in itself. So around the table, if you want to do a score prediction for this game, you can. I, as you all know, never do because my predictions are awful, and you'll figure that out in the next segment. So Missouri is an 8.5-point underdog in this one. I honestly don't think Florida's all that great, so call me a homer
0: or whatever. I'm going Mizzou in this one. I'm going to say Mizzou as well, 41 to 34.
2: Yeah, I will have a score prediction on the Tiger Kickoff podcast um, on the on self, ColumbiaMissourian.com if self, I want to self-promote that. Yeah, I'm not plug, on it. Plug. I'm not on it besides score predictions, but I do produce on it. But anyways, I'm not going to give a score prediction here. I will still go with Missouri if Florida didn't absolutely, you know, just I, I can't even think of a word. But if they didn't play against Samford the way they did I probably if they played much better I probably would pick Mizzou in this one but that game against Samford just it r- rubs me the wrong way so I'm gonna take Mizzou all right well
1: uh call us all homers whatever you got here three Missouri picks I don't know if I like that I will not be in attendance at the game as I will be back home in Chicago watching from my couch in my 12-hour bender of college football degeneracy so that's what's going to go on this Saturday. But looking at this past week's rankings, we got some questions here, and especially looking over at the playoff rankings and, of course, the AP, which is now doing their traditional yearly segment, where they decide to maneuver their picks around to make it at least similar to the CFP. Why? Because they're gutless, just like every other ranking system we have here, other than myself, of course. And the whoever that person on Twitter is who's doing the BCS simulation, which is actually quite factual and honestly pretty good. Looking at some of these rankings, still, I don't, in the AP, they moved to Alabama above Cincinnati. I guess when you beat world beaters such as New Mexico State, you really deserve to be number two in the country.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. 100%. And beating New Mexico State 59-3. to You
1: know, you know. You know I, I look at Alabama, and every single year, you see, You know, I, I give a lot of hate to Oregon. I give a lot of hate to Ohio State. But at least every offseason... I mean, every uh, preseason before they get to their conference games, they actually play hard out-of-conference opponents. Yeah. Alabama does not do that. And nobody says anything. You talk about strength of schedule, they kind of just pull it off and say, well, it's the SEC. Okay, great. But out-of-conference should matter. You Look at Cincinnati. The committee says, your out-of-conference was awful. So they go on and get Notre Dame, and they get Indiana. Indiana's not that great of a team this season, but last season they were very good. Yeah. Really good teams to play in your non conference schedule. You look at Alabama, Southern Miss, who's terrible. Mercer. And New Mexico State, which should even be an FBS school. Mercer. Mercer, they paid the play. I mean, I can't say anything because Cincinnati played Murray State in the uh FCS FBS tradition, I guess. But I these know.
0: are the only schools that they have here that's it's that are out of conference.
2: It's well, I mean, you have Miami, which Miami <sighs> Miami was, I I feel like you can't fault them for Miami. Miami was expected to be good this year, and they just weren't. I've looked through,
1: one, Miami is one of those teams that's always highly overrated every season. Yeah,
2: every but at least, at least season. in the past seasons, they Last year, been I know we ranked...
0: talked about that. with think played any... Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, and everyone thought that was going to be the game of the year, and that was Lawrence's one shot to lose his regular season game, and Lawrence ended up killing him by 40 yeah, my, points. Yeah,
1: every, every single season, everyone's like, oh, Miami. It's yeah, like Miami's 2001 again, It's or whatever, the 90s, when they were really good, too, and it's like, that's not any. If you look at that team, and you look through them, I remember when they were ranked 19th in the country to the beginning of the season, I was like, what is the AP doing? Yeah. Because I don't see it.
2: Yeah, I think there was an expectation that they'd be ranked at the very least though. And I think that's that's obviously I don't think they expected the nosedive that they took. But regardless, there are still there is still criticism to be had there. They're out of conference schedule. And they do get away with it because they play tough opponents in the SEC, but you can't just, you know, completely disregard a whole portion of the schedule. Because as, right, as yeah. much as you want to like say Clemson is average this year, which well,
1: they pretty much are. They are. At least Georgia played them. Yeah. It's not like it's Miami, it who's just literally the most. Me- they're so mediocre. Well,
2: and Clemson is another team I think everyone expected to be at least pretty decent this year that just wasn't. So I think you can give them, you know, I think you can give them that as well. Yeah, and the other thing
0: about Clemson that was really disappointing, and I, it was DJ, I can't pronounce
2: Oogala- Alele.
0: Say that five times fast. Young Alele, who in my opinion, was a heavy, heavy prospect at a high school. Heavy prospect at a high school. Um, you know, highly touted, did start that one game for Lawrence when they played uh, Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, which I thought, you know, the, the game in which, the one game in which Clemson did lose that year was the one that Lawrence did not start, but he played very well, I thought, uh, for, you know, an 18-year-old kid that was getting thrown into the fire. And to see that transition this year, um, and just have it not be anything near what any of us had expected, um, is is very, very, very unfortunate. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to see anybody fail. Um, I know you have people have their hatred for teams and conferences in this realm and crazy world of college football that we do have. But I personally think that it's just been really disappointing to see him not pan out right now. Um, now he's still young, so that could obviously change in the next year or so. But I remember the the oh, there, the was, there, there was, his was there was a lot. He's going to be in there. He's going to be fantastic. He was hyped up. Lawrence went in there at 18 years old, okay, at 18 years old, and was calling his own audibles. That is not happening uh, with this guy. And well, the
1: thing about there, the change is just very not rarely been there. will you find a guy like Lawrence who's able to do that. I cannot think of another quarterback off the top of my head, at least in the most re- in the last I don't know five six years. That did that at 18 years old. But the, he's recruiting, a he's a the
0: recruiting from Swinney has been constantly for years been involved with these, you know, this high IQ aspect of quarterbacks, which is like he's looking for the next generational player. And to his credit, I mean, Watson, you know, Lawrence, like these, these are all players that have been I mean, well, I mean, you can't say Lawrence right now in the NFL. He's he's had moderate success. The tape has looked good, but his team has not been successful. But you look at that transition, Lawrence, starter. Watson, starter. Very good starter. Now, other things have, you know, changed things. But at the time of his play, he was an excellent starter. So that's the thing. Swinney has nailed his recruiting when you look at that. He really has. He's picked up these guys out of nowhere, and he said, you know what? I want the generational player, and it's panned out for him this to me has just not been the case right now
2: if it's generational then it's just true that they don't come around often like maybe there's just not one i mean but generational I mean, imply back
0: like that is pretty yeah no insane. he got
2: he definitely got two of them i'm just saying you know you're expe- if you're expecting generational talent you're probably going to be disappointed because just not many guys are generational it's just that's the meaning of generational that's true well but... i, I want to look at
1: one more thing here. We're, we got about, He has a
0: sixth sense for that.
1: We, we have about three minutes left. Yes, the recruiting's been great and all, and Clemson is a little underwhelming this year. Kind of expected. You know, they're in a changing of the guard moment. They're going to have an off year. Right. Usually schools have that, unless you're going to Sean Watson to Trevor Lawrence, which is such a rarity, it's not even funny. But I, I want to take a second here to look at the Michigan-Michigan State debate, because what I have heard from a lot of people on, uh, on, on the great Twitter.com, And from analysts on ESPN. It becomes a lot of what about head to head? And I just want to say one little thing here. It's kind of, I don't know if it's a little bit of a rant or just kind of just an annoyance of it, because so many people throw that word around head to head, head to head this, head to head that. You know, Michigan State should still be ahead of Michigan, even though they have a pathetic loss to Purdue. And it's like, you know, yeah, Michigan lost to Michigan State. Is Michigan State highly overrated right now at 7? Yes, they should be higher than that. Much higher than that. Or excuse me, lower. Than, I don't even know what the correct I get what you're saying. The correct term is for it. But they should not be 7th in the country. They should be behind Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, and maybe 10. 10 is probably where I've got. 10 is about where I've I have them, maybe 10, 9 at the highest. But when you lose to a team like Purdue, a team that's kind of like lightning in a bottle twice. They got lucky twice this year. Usually they get lucky once, but they got lucky twice. You know, beating Iowa, number two, which was—I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois beats Iowa this weekend. And you look at this, and it's like, you know, it's reminiscent of the LSU, the, the Florida debacle of last season. Eight and three LSU, eight—oh my goodness, eight and three Florida, or at the time eight and two Florida—loses to LSU, and the shoe toss hurt around the world. LS
0: shoe,
1: LSU, and they dropped zero spaces, and it's like. What is that? You look at this. Michigan State loses to Purdue an unranked Purdue when they were heavy favorites, they dropped two spots. And it's like,
2: yeah, I th- where's your dignity? man? I think there's something to be said about, you know, a head to-head matchup between like Michigan, Michigan State, for example, and then beating the opponents you're supposed to. And I think I mean, I you supposed to lightly because anything can happen any given weekend. But I think, you know, Michigan State came into that game expected to win and they didn't michigan didn't come into michigan state expecting to win they expected a close game and that's what they got they didn't end up winning the game but it's a better loss than losing to a team like purdue which is one if you're you know a college football playoff team a team that you beat first off as good of a
0: game as that was the ending really sucked lsu florida that year i mean (laughs) it's the shoe man the shoe it was such it was so anticlimactic and first off I, if I if I recall correctly, I the believe fog. the cameras went out. The cameras went out too in that game, so they had the, they had to do like the sky cam on the last drive of the game, which was really bizarre. And like there was a bunch of fog. It was it was so weird. Like it was the most. It was the weirdest ending you'll ever see. And like when they covered it, when I I, I can't remember the player that threw the shoe, the, the specific player's name, but I was remember it Tony. I think it was. I have to double check that. Um, I think somebody needs to look that up. but um, the individual who threw the shoe, uh, the angle in which the cameras had seen that, I don't believe there was instant replay at the time. So like you had to be on your toes watching if you had seen it first. Now I think they went back and they were able to do it, but they had they had some production issues going on. It was the b- most bizarre television experience i've ever seen of a football game it was in my entire life a
2: defender who threw the shoe is marco wilson marco
0: wilson okay well marco wilson come on dude what are you thinking um you can't be doing that but the other thing is is at that point in the game to make a mental error like that and then to have minimal uh production success on the back end of it uh to me just brings about the worst combination of things to possibly, uh, you know, set up for an ending, which I, 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 I'm I, sorry. That game, I know I can go on a rant for 20 minutes about it, but the, the the it was just so anticlimactic. For a 37-34 win, it was just, it wasn't fun at all.
1: All right. Well, we're going to have a break here. Remember, don't forget... Please ring Cincinnati, for the love of God. Please do it. Have some guts, CFP. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into Tuesday the night. big three games of the week. All this is in hot corner on KCU 88.1 FM and KCU.FM.
0: A Ranger Station.
2: I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me.
0: So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good.
2: Bear hug from Smoky Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now.
0: There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokyBear.com.
2: Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester.
0: Okay. Hey,
2: this is KCOU eighty <laughs> point one FM. Are you trying to release the, the hottest, hottest project, project. Of this year, possibly next? Come down to our studios in the Student Center, and we can mix, master, record, edit, engineer your whole project, your whole artistic, artistic experience wrapped into one visit. Please come down and visit us.
0: If any of this
1: interests you, please email sessions at kcou.fm. <laughs> and welcome back to Hot Corner here. Big three games of the week, one of our favorite segments playing here logan let us know where do the rankings stand
2: yes so currently um since you two chose the same games like besides upsets but you both lost your upsets the big three chose all the same you guys are still locked up tied up in points um with 15 and i currently have 19 total points only four. Yeah, only, only four. four. You only guys four. have closed that gap. You guys chose two games correctly last week. I only chose one. So you guys are closing that gap a little bit. It's getting close. Maybe a couple upset picks right in the next couple weeks can um, put you guys in front of me.
0: Close that gap, trademark.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> me and the boys. Me and the boys. <laughs> oh, excuse me.
1: All right, first game of the week. We have the Patriots and the Falcons, a Thursday night football game. Gross. So tonight don't know how much I'm going to watch of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, the Patriots are great and all. Falcons, I them in my upset pick last week. I am severely disappointed with their
2: actions and will not pick them again yeah. as the
1: season goes on.
2: I, In my notes, I have the, um, the Falcons are just depressingly average. They just don't really have much to um, write home about. But I think the Patriots in this game, they deserve some respect. They've won four straight, including games against the Chargers and the Browns, which are two pretty good teams no matter how you how you wanna spin it. I mean it feels weird. We don't really know what teams are very good. It feels like besides like the Titans and like the Bucks and the Rams, like those are the only ones we really know about and even them have had even they have had some some issues. But I think the Patriots at least deserve some respect. I think they should be in the um, in the playoff conversation. They are. The, they'd be the second wild card right now if the season ended today. CFP. Where yeah. are they? Where are they
0: this week? Get your trash cans out, folks, because this is going to make you vomit. Matt Ryan <laughs> takes on Mac Jones <laughs> on a Thursday night fun fest. That was really... Cute. I am just not looking forward to this game. Am I the only one in here that's seriously saying, like, what the heck? Like, this is just not a good game to me. Like, I, mean, I, yeah, I don't I'm... know... Like, I hate watching Matt Ryan play. I hate watching Mac Jones play. I, I just... I hate this game. Hey, it's, it's, it's your kind of day then, huh? Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't seriously.
2: Think... I, I'm fine with watching uh, the gonna Patriots. I'm going to put that big old they're... knee
0: brace on that and watch big old knee
2: brace on. I think they're decent enough to watch, yeah. but I, I think... Um... Yeah, the Falcons are like I said, depressingly average. Atlanta is. I mean, the the, the way they played against Dallas was just
0: sad to watch. They like, should you be better felt than they are. Sorry for them. I mean, I don't think Atlanta hey, but is that out bad. Shot Cordell
1: Patterson. I don't think Atlanta is that <laughs> the bad. Swiss Army knife. Yeah, and, and I don't he think, might not
0: even played um, tonight. No point even watching. <laughs> oh yeah, it's but that's the thing. It's like I don't think Atlanta is that bad, nor do I think Dallas is even that good. I just think Dallas was ticked off with how they played against Denver which was also a horrible game to watch too and they came back and they just destroyed him and it was 28 to 3 but you know when it was long. Atlanta's down 28 to 3 at the half they just
2: lose by more they just lose <laughs> by more
0: but when Atlanta's winning 28 to 3 but you know and speaking of 28 to 3 this is literally Falcons Patriots a replay a replay of that Super Bowl uh from 2017 speaking of which I I don't know why that just I just found that out now, or just that just came to me now. I mean,
2: I didn't think of it anyways. But yeah,
0: it's, but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's just pure insanity. Um, and, and it just, this game just makes me want to throw up. I mean, it's, it's awful. One
2: last thing I'll say about the Patriots is I would love to see them get more wide receiver help this offseason. Um, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, and Nelson Aguilar just isn't going to do it for a top three. They need more. It's It's been a running, it's been a running theme for them for the past few years. They need to get some wide receiver help. They need to draft good wide receivers are sign a good wide receiver there's a lot of them in free agency available this year but that should be one of the main position groups looking to include um, improve this soft season
1: patriots are a six and a half point favorite in the game it should be a pretty easy round table discussion here on who's gonna win i've got the patriots winning no score prediction from down here so michael
0: as the great paul mccartney once said how about the patriots i'm gonna go with new england in this game
1: are you sure that wasn't abraham lincoln
0: it was Paul McCartney.
1: Okay. 2001. Two very different is that an actual Super two Bowl halftime show? Okay. I did not think that was a real quote. It is actually It is a real did quote. I did not think that was a real quote. <laughs> About the
0: Patriots.
1: Paul McCartney. I thought you were just making that up. And oh, that's no. why I threw the Abraham Lincoln out there.
2: Yeah, I was uh, going to say those are two very different people. It's like
1: the joke of don't believe everything you, say, you hear on the internet, as Abraham Lincoln once said. What <laughs> <laughs> right, sure the heck? You don't I, understand I guess
2: I don't. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Johan <laughs> But Johann anyways, Pryiff. I am going to take New England in this one as well. Chalk, chalk, chalk. Second. Chalk, chalk, chalk. Chalk, chalk, chalk. Second
1: game of, this, <laughs> of our slot here. The Chiefs against God's team. The Dallas Cowboys. You know, when God took off that blue star off from the heavens and placed it on the helmet oh, of yeah. the silver, he decided to make a team that would rule them against them all. Talk to me. And he called them. The Dallas Cowboys. He made them on the eighth day he created the world. As those in Dallas say, everything's big in Texas. I honestly think it's going to be a pretty good game.
2: Honestly, it might be
1: the game of the
2: week. I think it probably should be. Um, Are the Chiefs back? I'm asking for a friend. Are the Chiefs back? Look, asking they beat they friend.
1: beat the Raiders on Sunday night. I wasn't really paying much attention to it. I was digging myself in, digging into turkey and mashed potatoes and crescent rolls. Can't
2: ending up in a food coma afterwards. Yeah, so I, I didn't did. exactly
1: pay much attention to that Sunday night game. But I did see a couple interceptions they caught. They picked mm-hmm. off on a uh, Derek Carr. seen so hit a robot, blo- yeah, bump
2: in that game. <laughs> Forty-one so to fourteen. Stuck it in the reverse. In the that car game. broke down. That big old knee brace. <laughs> But, yeah, anyways, because I saw this, like, stat on ESPN earlier that said that it was a couple days ago. It said Mahomes had seven um, touchdown passes in their three-game winning streak, which sounds all well and good until you realize that five of those touchdown passes came against the Raiders on Sunday night. Like, his other his other two box scores for that week have been 275 yards, one touchdown, one pick, 186 yards, one touchdown, and no picks. I'm sorry, that was 166. I can't read my own... um. Word document here, but it's not even your handwriting, it's not, it's just small. Font. I need to make the font bigger. I guess I'm guessing going oh, blind. I need glasses or something, but anyways, you need some spectacles. He <laughs> wasn't awful, and then, and then the 406 and five touchdown, 406 yards, five touchdown game against the Raiders. So, like, I feel like that seven touchdowns on the win streak is a little misleading. I feel like I still need to see that offense against another good team, which I mean, the Cowboys definitely present as a better team than the Raiders, even. So, I say even as if that's shocking, it's not. But regardless, I think it provides a good um, a good test for the Chiefs' offense to see if they truly are back.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, and for Derek Carr, he, he was completed 71, or excuse me, his completion percentage was 71.4, 261 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, sacked twice, 99.8 QBR. Had a solid game, in my opinion. I, I don't think that's awful. I think he could have done better, um, but I thought he was fine. I think the defense was the main issue for the Raiders, allowing Mahomes to... Throw for 406 well, yards, worry. as Logan we'll, just said. We'll, we'll get to them later. But more on that later. But <laughs> At that's 10. more on a ten. But that's the thing. It's you know Patrick Mahomes. I think needed that. And I know we said this against Washington, but it was like that rebound game, right?
2: Is this game.
0: that game that, as they say, is a straw that breaks the camel's back? Is
2: that the game where it's like, okay, now we're back, fellas. Yeah. We're back. Or have they kicked into high gear? The question back. remains to be seen. And that like trickery. defense. Sorry, go ahead. That Dallas defense boasts, Trayvon Diggs, obviously, the interception machine, eight interceptions in nine games, which is just Defensive crazy. Player. He's a, yeah, he's in that running, definitely. He's just a um, a ball magnet. Some might say a ball hawk is the term yeah. I like to use, but I think I also like um, football magnet. I think we can um, start using that, but regardless, he... He's going to be the biggest test. Him against Tyreek Hill is going to be a fun one to watch. Trayvon Diggs doesn't exactly have the speed, so I wouldn't be shocked if he gets burned a couple times.
0: Yeah, but the one thing Trayvon Diggs does have is vision. And I think he's visioning a win against the Chiefs. Anyway, um, I was
1: expecting a little bit more. You know, Tommy Townsend
0: did have a pass in that game as well. Um, So Andy Reid also, you know, up the tricks too. So. It's a question of how creative does Kansas City want to be? Um, and, I, and I think you have to pull out you know, some tricks, or, or as, they, as, as the great Jason Witten once said, pull a rabbit out of the head uh, or rabbit out of the hat, in which case you should say, um, in order to beat Dallas. Because this, this, is, this is the game of the week, in a sense, where you have a team that is rebounding at home versus a team that we all know is fantastic. And the media is going to tell you that they're fantastic because everybody loves Dallas. That's a situation where it's just lights are coming on and, you know, Show out.
2: Yeah, and I think... Looks um, good for the league. I'll give the Cowboys some because We haven't really talked about that much this segment. Dak Prescott is playing like an MVP candidate. They, 100%. The team still leads the league in points per game, even after the abysmal performance against the, um, the Broncos, where they only scored like six points. Yeah. Or right, did they clean that up in the... Maybe they cleaned that up in the fourth quarter and got some garbage time they points. They did get
0: two touchdowns. Okay. They got 16 points.
2: Yeah, so regardless, they ended up making that look a bit more respectable, even if it was just garbage time points. But they still lead the league in points per game. Dak Prescott, like I said, playing like an MVP candidate. They've got a lot of weapons on that offense. It's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. All right, the Chiefs
1: are a two-and-a-half-point lines is as as uh, recent as last night, as I wrote my notes. I actually did not pick a winner for this. I was going to pick it on the show, on the spot. I've not thought about this at all, but it's a Sunday. And God's going to bless this team.
0: Dallas he wins. To. He has to. I'm going to say Dallas as well. Um, I do think the Chiefs rebound, but I just think rebounding that quickly is going to be tough and turning things around against a team like the Cowboys is going to be very difficult. So I'm going to say God's team wins this game in a close one. I'm going to give you a score prediction, 38-35. to 35.
2: Yeah, I feel like this is um, not boating well for us because anytime we pick the same team in a pick it never goes well. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah, talk, I, mean, talk, I think talk, it's talk. I think it's genuinely a pick-em game, but I think I have to go with the Cowboys. Like I said, I just need to see it again from from the Cowboys or from the Chiefs. I just need to see it again. I, you know, I'll believe them if they show out in this one, but I'm gonna pick Dallas at least for this week.
1: Man, two chalk picks. I don't know if I like this too much. Well, you made are, the picks as well. Well, yeah, but my picks are always first, so you guys should always change them after mine. Don't follow my lead. I'm wrong, almost all the time. Third game of the week here, Bengals against the Raiders.
0: <laughs> You've
1: been able
2: to say that a lot in this show, I realize. I have been able to say it a lot. It's been a lot Big of fun. Big old name It's been a lot of fun.
1: And, you know, looking at both of these teams, we talked about earlier today, the car broke down last week. Not the greatest showing from the... Good Lord. Vegas Raiders almost threw Oakland out there, almost pulled a Michael. Almost I've nearly done that a million times. So and the Bengals. They shouldn't be in who Vegas. Have, who, have, who have not exactly been the bungles. Professional this much this year. I love Burrow a lot. I loved them all through college. I love watching him play. Him and Jamar Chase, the connection they have, and seeing all the crazy stuff they do throughout the season has been a lot of fun. And the Raiders kind of been the center of controversy, but kind of maybe hoping to change that. But, yeah, you know, it's. it's I, I'm not because of what's going on. I I don't not a big fan of the Raiders this year. You know, looking at the Bengals, their team on the rise, team we haven't seen the playoffs since God knows when. I don't yeah. know how
2: long ago it's been. It's, it's we, they were just in the playoffs a few years ago. That game against the Steelers, I think that was 2016, 2015. That's a while ago. If it's 2015, that's six years ago. Yeah, it's. I mean, still some teams have had longer droughts than that. So that's a long time. Yeah, well, it is, it is still a long time. Here's but. the
0: thing here with with Oakland. Excuse me. Vegas. Here's the thing with Vegas. 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 So, Gruton resigns. They lose Henry Ruggs to – well, they cut Henry Ruggs due to an off-field incident. They cut Damon Arnett due to an off-field incident. So, there's your your two first-round picks right there that are gone. Your head coach is gone. So, the situation in Vegas now is is one that's, you know – something that nobody had expected you have a new head coach in there you have replacements in there you lose one of your receivers your return guys who in, in my opinion Henry Ruggs was having a, a fantastic year on his own but you look at how they played against Kansas City they're they, they appeared to be really hurting okay that's a tough situation for them to be in now they got Cincinnati at home does that change things I don't know all I know is is that again the front has to be good because Cincinnati has a major, major problem with their offensive line. They're playing better. They're not playing great. But they're playing better. But honest to God, they have got to blitz. They've got to play aggressively. I want to see some heavy, aggressive behavior from the defensive coordinator of the Oakland Raiders. Right now, the Cincinnati Bengals, their biggest kryptonite is the ability for Joe Burrow to stay in the pocket he has to release that ball quickly you need to see them to force him to make quick decisions and think on the run that will result in him making mistakes so that is the goal for vegas this weekend
2: yeah i think the um for vegas the kind of interim head coach magic has worn off. They had a couple of good games under Rick Passaccia, Right. And now it's just kind of fallen off since then. I also think the Bengals have been struggling in past weeks on their own. I mean, the Burrow to Chase connection Patrick brought up, it hasn't been the same the past few weeks. They'd really like to see him going and I think the way you get that get him going is by involving your other receivers in the game. Don't let the other team, you know, just um sit covering chase in double coverage and allow them to get away with that. If they're covering Chase, if you know if they're going double on Chase, throw to Tyler Boyd or throw to T Higgins. Like you have other good options. Joe Mixon is a good running back. So we'll see they had a bye last week, so we didn't get a chance to see him, but we'll see if they can rebound and maybe get that connection with Chase back and maybe involve some of their other receivers because I think they definitely need to they, if they get too predictable, that's going to be a thing that hurts them as well. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch this one since he is rated by rated favored
1: by one point. Un punto. So I've got since you win this one, as I said earlier, Burrow and chase two of my favorite guests watching NFL season so far. They're my reason for picking the Bengals in this one. Raiders car still broken down. Need some fixing.
0: Yeah. I think the car's got a flat tire. I'm going to go with Cincinnati uh, winning this game. I think, that the Raiders struggle offensively, and I think that what needs to happen won't. And I think losing your the problems in the secondary um, is going to end up causing them some serious issues down the road. I'm going to say Cincinnati is able to rebound and win this game.
2: You guys need to start picking different if you guys are going to you know get ahead of me in the standings. I can I can sit here and choose. Let me guess.
1: Let me guess. You're going chalk, aren't you? Guys? You're going oh chalk my, too. Oh Vegas. my.
2: Why are you getting mad at me? You're the one going chalk as
1: well. Because my my picks matter.
2: Well, mine do too. If yours they do, they do if they're not. the same. They Your opinion matter. has no hey, listen, meaning here. Hey, listen. Okay, tell that to the one who's winning in the picks this year. Luck. Ooh. Listen, man. If you're, You just pulled out the scoreboard. I did pull out the scoreboard. scoreboard. If you're gonna if you're gonna come at me like that, you got to um, you know. You gotta Honestly, be ready to all take all the heat. All you
1: have to do is just go chalk the rest of the season. You're gonna win. Yeah. I mean, I
2: try my best not to just go chalk, but I'm also gonna pick who I think is gonna chalk, win. the game. Chalk, 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 chalk. Well, now we have a now we have a part of the segment where we are not allowed to go chalk. So you know, listen to me. Left?
0: All this chalk and no action. Come on. Ah.
1: Uh... God, that's bad. All right, my favorite part of this segment, the upset pick of the week. There wasn't a lot. I would have considered one of the games we talked about today, maybe just pick an upset, but the one I'm going with couldn't be seen as questionable by some. The Steelers over the Chargers. Oh, my God. Steelers are a five and a half point underdog. They looked awful against the Lions last (laughs) week, but I don't think that's how they are. I think you're going to turn coming, you're going to play against the Chargers this weekend, who have been. Kind of on a little bit of an average streak. And I think this is one they their most vulnerable. So, Steelers are going to come out
2: here. Five and a half point dogs they are going to win. You're what really are, banking on Ben Roethlisberger being back. Because I don't think they're going anywhere with Mason Rudolph in a quarterback like was yeah. if last If
1: Mason Rudolph can beat Drew Locke in the two, in 2020, mm-hmm. Lib- 2018 Liberty Bowl, then he can
0: beat... <laughs> listen. Okay. <laughs> a big old, listen, a big old bank on big old Ben. I'm going to go with... Seattle upsetting Arizona in this game, 325. Um, I just think the Seahawks getting Russell Wilson back is going to be huge. And I think at home, Seattle has a clear shot of beating Arizona. Uh, what's
1: what's the spread in that one?
0: The spread in that I one. I believe it was four and a half. was four and a half. But
1: so. I could be wrong. Just barely, barely, barely reaching into that uh, I saw. I thought I saw it at two and a half. That's
0: why I was a little. Questioned. I'm not seeing a two and a
2: half. Was... Arizona is a two and a half point favorite. Oh my Ooh. god! All right, fine. That's, that's 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 a slap on the wrist, there, son. Are we going to need to come back to you? Do you We're going to need to come back to you. All right. Well, we will. We will get back to you in a second. But you can call me crazy. It wasn't for good this enough one. for him. You can call me crazy, but is my it, upset is it. Is it Bears over Ravens? It's not Bears over Ravens. I'm not. I'm surprised. <laughs> I am going with the Colts. Over the Bills. Colts over the Bills, folks. Colts over the Bills. The Bills have had their own Big old Bills struggles Big as old of lately. Bills. I feel like every team has been struggling. Every team in the NFL has been Joel struggling. Shallon, really you're gonna make really it really feels it, like. Boy. But can I please? <laughs> can you please? Sorry. I'm trying to make my point here. Go ahead. Both of these teams struggle much to get going against the Jaguars, who they played in the past two weeks. It might be aberrations, but I think it's still worth noting. Carson Wentz has been pretty safe with the football this season. The Colts have the second-best turnover differential in the NFL. Wentz has only three interceptions and three fumbles this season. So, only three. Only three. So that. he's three. been a lot. Prince Harry. Yeah, he's been a lot safer with the ball. Michael Pittman is an emerging star. Catch it like
0: you just don't care.
2: Can I, can you guys please stop? I'm, like, trying to make a point. <laughs> right, you right, guys right, are just... <laughs> all right, all right. Go, go, ahead, go ahead. Michael Pittman is an emerging star wide receiver. I think Jonathan Taylor is the best, best healthy running back in the league right now because I think Derrick Henry is still the best, but he's not healthy at the moment. So the defense creates turnovers, and the offense limits them, and I think that's a formula where if you can force a couple turnovers against the Bills, force Josh Allen to some ill-advised throws, I think they can pull off the win here, so I'm taking the Colts.
0: Okay, I'm going to go with the Bears over the baltimore ravens and, and, yeah and so i think that justin fields has been like good this year and like <laughs> i'm gonna go with the bears like yeah like 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 like, like. like please like, like, and re- like and retweet like and subscribe like and retweet six right. six 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 points spread there folks so y'all there can you go. be happy there you go. About yeah that. yeah we More have
1: rules here <laughs> we have morals
0: absolutely kind zero of. uh we can logic here. behind that upset pick you know, as opposed to the Arizona-Seattle game, there was logic behind it. There's that.
1: logic behind it, but it does not fit the criteria. It's a, it's a coin like flip it's game. season three. Three years. Almost three years you've been on this show, man. I like to have fun, okay? All right, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back after this. KCU, 88.1 FM and KCU.FM. It's Hot Corners broadcast Not See you in a bit. Just, Just get in and talk about it. I've got to go home. Oh, come on, Carrie.
2: I guess she wants to go home, right? <laughs> Let's go. You okay to drive? Yeah, fine. You sure? Relax. What's a few beers? If you don't stop your friend from drinking and driving, you're as good as dead. Drinking and driving can kill... Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday
1: A one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock, five, six, seven. All right.
0: Eight rock, and if you hear that, nine, 10,
1: o'clock, 12 o'clock, had a little bit of an issue here, but what that sets <laughs> beyond the point. Welcome to the final word, our favorite segment here in the hot corner. Cover Isley band here, Isley Brothers playing rock around the clock here. Another good
0: fifty song. I'm still so. throwing my hands yeah. in the air, Patrick.
1: Good song. Final word talk here. As you know, I pick a weird sports story to talk about or weird sports. Michael picks a Hero of the Week and Logan sends you off into your workday with a nice feel-good story. So, without further ado, as usual, I'm going first. Usually, we head around the world in the show. We do. We're leaving the United States again. And we're usually out into Great Britain, which has been a constant, constant gold filled hole of weird content of sports. We've been to Russia, we've been to Australia, we even went to the Middle East for the first time ever. We're we're knocking off places left and right. But place we have not been to yet out in Eastern Europe is Poland. Different changes scenery here. For the unusual sport of Polish dragon boat racing. Also called Dragon boat? Yes. Also called quote, my this might be my favorite part. Tug of oars. <laughs> what the heck? Or Dragon War. In this sport, scenes of six to eight rowers sit facing each other in a dragon boat. I don't know much of how to describe a dragon boat to you, so I'm going to quickly search that up. I should have had that cue. Tug
2: of oars. That is amazing.
0: we got to cue the PC, guys. Cue the PC. Take PC.
2: A
1: dragon boat is pretty self-explanatory. It's a big-looking canoe with... A dragon on the front. That's as best as the way as I can describe. It. It's very narrow. Think like a canoe they use in that in that rowing in the in college. I don't know that that kind of boat. Like a rowboat. And it's a sport. It's a sport of a version of dragon boat racing, and combined with tug of war. That's where the, the, my favorite line "tug of oars" come from. <laughs> in which one team tries to push the boat forward, and the other team tries to push the boat back in the opposite direction. Excuse me. The sport has gained some popularity after coming to the world's attention when video of a tug of oars competition was held at the National Dragon Boat Competition in, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to say it. Olsztyn? Oltsin I think that's the best way. It's like, there's too many constants there. It's O-L-S-Z-T-Y-N. Yeah, that's Polish. (laughs) Olsztyn? Ulston. that's not what I'm going to say, in in Poland in the year 2015. There have been examples of similar events held since, but there are no regular competition, no leagues or championships, though we would love to see this sport become more popular. So, ladies and gentlemen, Poland is at the next stop on the Hot Corner World Tour, where we're going to take place in the slapping competition in Siberia, where I'm going to get to slap Michael (laughs) as much as I want to, but holding back all these years, slap Michael, (laughs) we're going to have... Uh, the Dodds Championship, where we try to die jumping off of high boards and belly flop and all that fun Wait, stuff. D- we try to die? Is that... Essentially, that's what we it is. We try to
0: die. It's, okay. That's
1: pretty much what it is. I mean, if we if we try to die, we can't go do crash, more of these weird We're going to go sports, crash in but... Middle East Wedding and do some camel jumping. Big ol' East Wedding, yeah. So we're going to do a lot of stuff planned here when we all graduate. We're going to do the Hot Corner World Tour. Please sponsor to our patron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and... <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, Tug of Oars. We're going to present it off to the Missouri Board of Sport. I don't know if that exists. It's a, it's a thing I just made up. And we're going to do it right on the Missouri River if you get enough people to do it. So shout us out if we can. We, I want this will be fun. Random I mean, definitely thing. not
2: my favorite. What was the um, salamander one that you had once? Salamander one? There was something involving salamanders. Oh, there was one
1: about like a... Uh, you, you put like an... That wasn't an otter. It was a
2: something... What's that? What's that pet? A ferret. You finally put, you put your ferret in the pants. That's yeah. not.
1: That's I don't know. That that one was weird.
2: There was one. Um, it was like snake charming, but it was a different. Oh, worm was charming. The, worm, worm charming. charming. That's what worm it was. charming.
1: On okay. in Worcestershire, Britain.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I've brought this up, but this is a, a, an idea. Um, well, it won't be now. But in I think Denmark, they were skateboarding with pizza. Like, they were skateboarding on top of I pizza. I did see
1: this on the CNN, CNN News
0: Source. K-O-M-U, CNN News Source. We were working CNN News Source. And we found big it. Old, big old producing talk Big here. old producing <laughs> talk, yeah. Big old producer. And I was talking with my associate producer, you know, because we have APs, our associate producers. And I was like, hey, check this out. And it was skateboarding on pizza. And it was, like, one of the coolest things. And I believe they ate the pizza after they skateboarded on it. Which I think is personally, I think that's a little gross. Yeah. Are they like using the
2: pizza as like a skateboard? Like they put wheels on the pizza or something? No, they have the wheels so on the like pizza. Go a around and around.
0: Skateboard, but like there's pizza. It's like a pizza are, frame. Are skateboard. the pizza? Are the pizzas the wheels? No, no, no. The pizza is inside the skateboard. That kind of disappoints so it's physically me. Physically inside the skateboard. I would
2: have loved to have a like a skateboard with pizza for wheels. That wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, but it'd now, be if you funny. you deep dish pizza on the wheels. Yeah, Maybe that's I'm t- no, no. you You got to get the, the... wheels on the pizza go round and round, I'm telling get you. You to the
0: huge... Like, I'm talking, like, deep, The world deep. is a pizza. Hey, I'm talking, like, <laughs> deep, deep, deep right. dish. Well, you're, you're being <laughs> like, cut off right you gotta, now. You got
2: to... Michael, what is... Well,
0: you what's your story for this week? What's your story You got to have... Okay. Like, a five <laughs> foot, like... <laughs> ten pounds worth of sauce. Okay. So get lost in it, guys.
2: Oh, man, We're Good way Lord. off the rails. Let's get back on track, Michael. This, is, this has
0: been an insane show, folks. Um, my hero of the week, and I think everybody knew that I was going to go with this guy after last week, Cam Newton. Um, just an incredible story on his journey back to the NFL. They were cursing at him. They were yelling at him. You stink. You suck, etc. cetera, uh, when he was kicked out of New England after last season. Comes back with that big old knee brace on. Uh, Didn't actually have a knee brace, but did have a knee brace in terms of what we call, you know, the mental aspect of things, which is, you know, he was hurting. And when you saw him on that quick rush to the outside to get into the end zone, him using his body, took his helmet off. And the first thing that he said was two words, I'm back, I'm back. And that was pretty awesome to see, not going to lie. I'm going to hate his guts this week because he's playing Washington. (laughs) Um, And according to Matt Rule and do a report right now. Uh, via the NFL. He says he is trending towards starting. So PJ Walker could be sitting on the bench as Newton is taking uh, starting first team reps. So it should um, should be a pretty interesting set of things that Washington is going to have to deal with defensively. But I think everybody who is anybody is rooting for Cam Newton right now because you just don't want to see what happened in New England, especially with how things ended with him. Um, It was just a rough, rough go of things and seeing him back in the NFL now uh, after so much trash talk from everybody and to see him being successful is just incredible.
2: Yeah, from being cut in training camp because Mac Jones was, you know, taking over and then just, you know, the journey to actually get back. It's been fun to watch. And I think, you know, him ending up with the Panthers just feels right. It feels like the Cam Newton that we know and love and remember And, I mean, who knows if, you know, he's going to be successful and lead the team to the playoffs, but it's been, it's a great story to see him back in Carolina. I just wanted to give that man
0: a hug after he's cut by New England. I mean, it was just awful. You felt for
2: him. And it's nice to see him in um, Panther blue again. Like I said, the NFL kind of feels, with a lot of team, big name players changing teams, Cam Newton's back in that, in that jersey that we all remember him in. Oh yeah, number one too. Number one. But anyways, my feel good story this week comes to you from the country of Brazil where there's a man who is known as Pele. He is 81 years old, a former Brazilian soccer star, considered one of the greatest soccer players of all time, Pele. He is the only player ever to win three World Cups. He won them in 1958, 1962, and 1970, and he has scored over a 1,000 goals in his professional soccer career. And he announced on Twitter yesterday that he was feeling better every day, two months after leaving the hospital, after getting a tumor removed from his colon. So he ended up getting that removed, and he's, his full announcement on Twitter was, friends, it's been a while since we talked about this. I, it's it's translated, so it might sound a little odd in English, but it says, friends, it's been a while since we talked about this. I want to let you know that I'm fine. I feel better every day. I don't think the mask for my protection for my protection can hide my happiness. Thank you very much to all of you who send me good energy daily. So he posted a picture Attached to that tweet with him in his mask. And you could tell he was smiling. He was very happy. And it's just good to see him in um, good spirits. He didn't really give much news on how his um, chemo has been progressing, which I believe he's still in. Um, That wasn't clear either. But I believe he's still getting that treatment. But good to see that he's in good spirits and that he is feeling better every day. It it is is good
1: to see from someone who's as who's as important as Pele because you know, looking at the world of soccer and such players such as him, who's made such an impact on the sport, seeing him be around for younger generations to at least hear from and just, you know, see is important. It's like looking at a lot of guys in baseball, a lot of a lot of baseball fans will look back at the old players and say, you know what? i able to hear them talk, tell their stories and what they've done. It's such an, it's such an amazing thing to do.
0: Yeah. My dad grew up watching Pele. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming. I mean, it's, I, I still remember seeing highlights of him from years ago it's um you know there's old replays out there obviously, but he was just one of the one of the most incredible soccer players you'll ever see um, definitely a legend in the eyes of of everybody and uh, I know the soccer world also lost a legend last year diego maradona Diego maradona um, as I roll my rs who was uh, was actually very upset to hear that he had passed away Argentina legend as well, so just an incredible group of um you know, courage and strength, and you'll love to see that from him too. But um, soccer world's been taking some hits recently, so it's good that he's still strong.
2: It's good that he's powering through. You always love yeah. to see that, especially at 81 years old. Oh, yeah, definitely. 81 years young. And with
1: that, that is another edition of the Hot Corner. Make sure to follow us on our social media page at Hot Corner Sports. You can follow yours truly at Patrick Herring, Logan at Living Like Logan, and Michael Addy, Mommy Michael. I'm sure to check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, any other podcast services under the name the Hot Corner. We hope you have a wonderful Thursday. We will not be on the air next Thursday as is Thanksgiving, so we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving break, a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you, we'll see you same place, same place same time, two weeks from today. So until then, happy Thanksgiving. Hot Corner, signing off.